welcome to the Grafted Family Podcast, where we, Tom and Dawn, have conversations around marriage, family, wholeness, and everything in between. Grab your cup of coffee and come and join us. Hi guys, welcome to a new episode of the Grafted Family. In today's episode, we are going to be chatting through schooling in lockdown. Fun, fun, fun. Fun, fun, fun. How has that been for you? So we're going to just chat a little bit about how it's been for us and some things that we've learned and noticed well, and, and noticed, struggled with and struggled with and succeeded with and succeeded sort of. <laughs> but first, uh, last week we chatted about parenting during lockdown and we, we gave some challenges for parents and the first one was connect and redirect and the second was self-care. That's right. So it would be great to hear from you how that went, how, how successful you were with your self-care in the week, what you did to look after yourself, to, to keep you sane, to remind yourself that you matter and what is important to you matters. And also those situations with your kids that connecting with them first and then redirecting certain behaviors. We'd love to hear from you. So we have... Just heard that from the 1st of June, schools will start to be reopened. And that would have made it probably two to three months. Mm, 17th of March, 18th of March. 18th of March. So a good, a good couple of months having our kids at home, doing homeschooling, doing school from home rather, not really homeschooling. I think that's, that's the difference. Everybody's been talking about homeschooling, but it's not really homeschooling. It's no. school from home. And um, we were chatting the other day about how that's been and the ups and the downs. And, and you mentioned some of the expectations that, that we had a conversation around. Mm, yes. Yeah, I definitely found that going into anything new, it's good to have a, a conversation around expectations. Yeah. So for me, when this all started, I had a few days where I started feeling a little bit anxious about what this was going to look like. And, you know, I was thinking, oh, do I just keep, do I just push through? Do I not make a big deal of it? Or, or do we actually have this conversation? Because it's sometimes hard to sit down and have that conversation. And so we did, thank, thankfully, because in my mind, I thought, well, are we going to go into this and the load of the four kids and all their schooling is going to be on me? And I was going to sit back and drink coffee and watch you <laughs> giggle. <laughs> no, in all seriousness, my thought, my thinking was Tom's running his business. He runs his business from home, and so most, so I think a fair amount of the time, when we when the kids are at school, I I engage with what the kids need, sort of in the afternoons while Tom does what he needs to do. Usually, if it gets too much, yeah, he can go to a coffee shop, but he can't do that anymore. So thank you, Corona. Yeah. So it was a it was a really good conversation mm. for me. Because it straight off helped us just set some boundaries. Yeah. And I think going into anything new, that's probably one of the most important things that you're going to need. is just some boundaries, some sense of which part of this am I going to take? Which part of this are you going to take? Yeah. How does this all... Yeah, if you don't set those expectations clearly up front, you know, the one person's either going to get hurt and other person's not going to know why and just just helps with communication yeah, just absolutely. so you, you're clear up front before things get started and I breathed a big sigh of relief because 
it worked out that you were going to work with the boys. I mean, Liam is Liam pretty much does his own work, um, but you were going to really take that on, mm. and I was going to really just keep the girls busy with activities, preschool type stuff. Yeah, and I think it's, it was important because I think sometimes there's this, this idea, maybe from dads or the guys, that you know, kids are at home, their mom's, that's, that's mom's role. Mm. Um, and that doesn't happen like that in our home. And, and I think it's just important to know that you can divide up tasks. And I saw some actual, uh, some polls. What are the expectations, moms and dads? And are you going to help? Is one going to help? And, and it, it seemed like the majority of what I was reading there was talking about, no, no, we're going to split it half-half. Mm. And I think that's so important because yeah, I think with everything going on and everything being new, and yes, the, the reality is some people are able to continue working. But again, there's expectations. But I think it's also so important to be fair, to mm. understand that it's not the one person parenting or the one person's time is more important. It's it's a family in this together. Yeah, and I think it's important to be brave enough to have that conversation. I, I think it's sometimes, I, I, maybe for me, but as, as women, I think it's easy for us to go, oh, I'll just suck it up. You mm. know, I'll just... You've got your thing that you're doing. Let me just push through. And if we don't sit down and have that honest conversation, you know, how, how do you know? No. How do you know how this is going to end And eventually back? you will reach the end of your tether. Yes. And somebody will explode and the other side will sit there going, but I didn't know. Yeah. Even though they possibly should have known, but... And I think we're going into stranger times mm. I, I, this is it's the, this is not over yet so although we had this conversation at the beginning i think there's going to be plenty of spaces in the next couple of months to revisit this conversation yeah. so just an encouragement if you if you are feeling stressed if you're feeling anxious you sit down with your spouse and and have this conversation just have the open it up and i think what what we've also noticed in the last while is going 2 to 3 months into this initially the expectations were we're at home, you know, we've got a little bubble and it was going to be nice and we're going to champion through this this homeschooling stuff and then the kids had a bit of a holiday and then we come back to school and started doing it different. But as it started to draw along, it started, the the honeymoon started to yeah. to sort of disappear and and I, I, I think it's still been great for us on the whole. But there was more of a romantic idea of we're at home and, and that sort of thing. And I think that's waned as we've gone into it. And so mm. as you go along, those expectations and those conversations around those expectations, I think, need to be continually revisited. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. So we've had some high points in our schooling during lockdown. We've, we've had some low points. Mm. You want to tell us about some of those high points? Yeah, I think... I have I've loved the feeling of being ho of homeschooling again. We we did homeschool for a while and what we absolutely love about it is being able to just set our own family pace. Yeah. Um not the, just I do not miss that morning rush at all. The the getting kids out of bed, getting dressed, get eating out the door, you know, traffic. Traffic um you know, and then the various pickups off at the end of the day, and I, I don't miss it. That's an absolute high every time we've, and I say every time we go in and out of homeschooling. That is always the number one thing we come back to is just that slower pace of life. Yeah. How about you, love? Um, 
I have really enjoyed the slower pace as well. It's obviously this is this is our perspective and this is from our context and other people are experiencing things very different from us. But one thing that I have appreciated is the pause. Yeah. Um, I think the pause has allowed me to to think about things more, to evaluate things. Um, and I think that's been very good for me in this season at the moment. Another thing I've really enjoyed is is being a part of our kids' days more. Mm. Um, it's been fun helping with with maths and jumping up and down, simulating counting in twos or fives or you know or or helping with various other subjects and 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 being a part more a part of their their daily lives. Uh, we obviously we we try and be very present for our kids, but with going to school, there's a huge chunk that you miss out on, and you often don't get the best of your kids because yeah. they get up and they're early and grumpy, and they come back later tired. So mm-hmm. the kids that you are interacting with are often affected by their day. So it's it's nice to be able to to have that part of their day with them and to be a part of something that you wouldn't ordinarily be a part of. Yeah. And obviously with the highs come some lows. So Always. What what are some lows for you, love? The screaming. <laughs> Not the neighbors are very loud. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no, that's the screaming. This I can't get away from it. It's really loud. Not our screaming, by the way. <laughs> our children. Uh, seriously, though. Our one child, actually. Oh, well, yes. Yes, the baby is a... She's a screamer. She's a screamer. She's like in in your brain with nails and a chalkboard kind of screaming. And yeah, we need to clarify that because it sounded like we were screaming yeah, yeah, kids no. all day. Uh, it's, <laughs> well, it's sometimes it's that too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> But 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 the little one has got a particular high pitch that it's Ooh. it's it's kind of like that um, you know growing up you had that that egg beater but the handheld one not the one that you is it a whisk but like the one yes. with the handle yes, and you roll in yes, got two yes, little yes. things that go around it's kind of like that going into your head and then sort of attaching itself to your brain and then just going around and great fun great fun yeah, no yes in all seriousness. Yes, that is that is a low point. But I, I think probably navigating the very niggly upsets that happen all day long. Yeah. I think it's emotionally draining this the sibling rivalry, the 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 constant nose to any request that you might have. Um you know, it's a, I think it's those little constant things. Requests. The constant requests. <laughs> the constant requests. Yeah. It's all those little things that build up to just make quite an emotionally draining time. Yeah, and it is quite an emotional time and a, and a stressful time, and and there's no respite. There's there's no there's no real break. There's no, you know, I'm going to just take a couple of hours and go yeah. off because you you can't. And I think many many families are finding that navigating the stresses of life and business and now they've got the education of their kids and then the social dynamics of the sibling rivalry and mm. all of that together is, can make for quite an explosive living, living environment um, yeah, yeah. In, in, the, in the best of families. Mm. And lows for you? I think for me, as much as it's been great to be a part of their schooling, I think also as parents, and this is possibly our fault, um, we are 
blind to the gaps that our kids have. And now you're seeing on a daily basis the, the challenges that their teachers possibly go through. Yeah. And, and I think that, that can be hard because you, you're navigating your stuff and you, now you're needing to navigate the stuff that teachers need to go through, the, the gaps in their learning, the things they struggle with, the things that don't make sense, the frustrations that why don't they understand this. And I, maybe it's a good time to give a, a high five to all the teachers out yeah, there absolutely. because I think they have gone above and beyond and I know a lot of them are, are struggling with, the, with the, the, the schooling online because some of them also with their own kids, but just the not being able to see the kids, not being mm-hmm. able to connect with them, not, not being able to give them that smile or that glance or walking between the chairs and the hand on the shoulder. So, mm. you know, I think it must be a difficult time for them, but you're starting to get a, a bit of a picture of what they go through on a daily basis. And I think never before will we be able to go to a parent-teacher meeting and be uninformed yeah. or, or pretend we're uninformed because of this time we, we've got a bit of a glimpse yeah. and it, yeah. it should impact us. So I think... That, that's been challenging, seeing some of the gaps and wishing also, they weren't there. And also not knowing how to bridge those. Yes. I think when, when you've got, should we say, a child that learns quite naturally, you know, they can, get on, they can get on with their learning. You don't really have to step in. And then you have, you know, you may, have, you may be in a situation where you have a child who, who learns differently and you don't know how to i know for us we don't know how to get through on on that level of learning we mm. don't know we're not equipped for that kind of thing so you know there've been times yeah where that has been a low we've been very much in the deep end of how do we help this yeah. child cuz getting frustrated doesn't it's almost natural to be frustrated because you think why aren't you getting this yeah but it doesn't help. It's, it doesn't help at all. Yeah. And some of the, the things that have worked and perhaps haven't worked. I think we, we went into this with a schedule and trying to be very practical and, and think how this would work best for us. I think the schedule actually definitely has worked. Mm. I think that's one thing that has just helped us to keep our minds on top of things. Yeah. No, I think absolutely. I think... I think also with, with the kids, having a schedule and having something that is visible and they can plan out their day just decreases the level of anxiety and stress of a new situation, of, of just the general atmosphere of, of a bit more stress. Seeing their day planned out for them brings, brings down that level of anxiety. Mm, yeah, it does. Um, I think planning their day the whole way through is quite useful because they can see when they're going to be doing something, when their gaps are, when their breaks are. So you, you, you're breaking the day up quite nicely and, and completely throughout the day. So mm. they know when something's going to start and when something's going to end. And, and even things like the, the outside time or their screen time, just having it planned just puts them at ease. Yeah. And I think puts us at ease. It definitely puts <laughs> because us we, at ease. Because we know when we've got a bit of downtime or we can focus on something else. So I think that's really... It has really helped. Good. And also to... Look at it as a flexible schedule. It's yeah. it's not like we've stuck to it religiously and no. said, well, you know, no, that's not the time right now. You know, it's it's flexible, but it just it really helps with boundaries again. Yeah. And I think on that, what perhaps hasn't worked is when we've tried to be too structured. Yes. Yeah. Um, I think we've found that 
having a structure as much as it helps when you when you start to become too rigid yeah. then then things can go go wrong we had um I mean, we had last last Friday we woke up yes. in the morning and I just felt like you know what we're not going to do school today yeah and it was a good day yeah it was a very good day for some I had to go and do some some stuff that didn't work out and it took much longer than I'd planned to do and and had we have carried on with our rigid structure that day it everything would have gone pear-shaped so allowing ourselves to be flexible within our structure yeah I think that that helps helps a lot I think we've also found that trying to stick to the school's schedule inside our home has been really hard yeah Um, initially we created the schedule and then the school crossed over to a proper online learning platform and so then they sent us the timetable and we found that for one of our kids that worked and they've been able to get themselves through the program on their own and it's been fine and for another one of ours it just really didn't work. Yeah. So I think it's also important that we know our kids yes. and we can see where something's working and something isn't working and then taking the steps that you need to take yeah. to help that child or relook at the schedule where you need to. Yeah, it's so true and I think we need to understand that we are parenting in a very unique time and it's yeah. awkward and inconsistent and frustrating and stressful and anxiety-filled and, and your kids aren't sitting at a desk and that structure's gone away and I think... Sometimes we need to adapt the way we teach to to help the kids learn. There's that saying that says, if the child doesn't learn the way you teach, maybe you should teach the way that they learn. And I yeah. think, you know, now you've got the flexibility and you've also got the increased need to perhaps do that and to shift things around, be more flexible, whether it be time, whether it be location, whether it be changing the subject, whether it be, you know, just changing th- things up just so that they remain eager to learn and mm, maintain yeah. that passion to learn even if it's even if the content isn't going in mm. and really solidifying it's, i think what's even more important than that is for them to maintain their their love of learning and and in that process i think it, it highlights an important thing for the parents to understand that you get to have a say mm-hmm. in in your kids education yeah um yeah i think We're not living in that time anymore where the school gets to dictate to you as a family what you have to do. Yeah. So just a little example for us. One of our kids was just really struggling with the Zoom lessons, um, the added lessons that were coming. So it wasn't just English maths. It was Afrikaans, art, computer science, Zulu. There were a lot of things that were coming through. I think to keep some families busy, kids that can... And we just noticed that it was just way too much. Mm. So we just said to him, we're not, going, we're not going online anymore. We're staying out of the Zoom lessons and we're going to focus on English and maths and that's it. And that's okay. Yeah. Now, I think, I think what schools are needing more nowadays is partnership with parents. And I think perhaps in the past it was kind of parents dropping the kids off in the morning. You go educate my child and once you have done all the manufacturing, I'll pick up a fully formed, educated 18-year-old at the end of the day. And I, and I think more and more it's needed that parents partner with the schools and become more involved. 
and I and I, from my experience, schools appreciate that as well. But I think also sometimes parents don't feel that they have the right to step into those shoes and say, "Hold on, this is my child. Yeah. This is what I believe is best. Let's have a conversation about that." And I think families need to know that they can do that. Mm. Um, at, at the end of the day, you are paying for a service, so you know, partner with the school. And if if you notice that something is better for your child, have that conversation. Don't mm. just take the way it, it is as the way it has to be. Yeah. And I think you'll find that schools and teachers are more than accommodating, especially yeah. in this time. Mm. We've just been met with such incredible grace yeah. when it comes to the decisions that we've made not to be online, not to submit certain things. And, um, and the teachers have been amazing. They really have. Um, they've just been so on board and, and really interested in in our individual child, yeah. um, whatever is best for him, whatever is, however he learns best, let's, let's make that work. Yeah, I think that's what's, what you really want as a parent, that you're not just teaching a class of students, you're actually teaching my child. Yes. Yeah, I think there's so much more that we can talk about with this, with this topic and especially just the place we find ourselves in. But I think we're going to wrap it up and maybe issue a little challenge yeah. for the upcoming week and I think I think this challenge is to the parents that are finding that you're having some fights with the child to get things done and maybe just to see if there are ways around that see where maybe you can let go of the ideal of having your child complete every single thing that is set by the school yeah. um, and maybe loosen the reins a bit yeah take the pressure off Take the pressure off. Put mm. connection back on the table and have that be the, the priority. And yeah, so next week we are going to have a conversation around kids and anxiety. Uh, with the, the start of school, I was just thinking this, this evening, you're going to have these kids being dropped off at school, different entrances, being radar shot in the head to see what <laughs> their temperatures are and then spraying them full of sanitizers and then... You know, different schedules, different break times, staying in a classroom, teachers rotating, wearing a mask, wearing a helmet, no sports. Don't touch each other. <laughs> um, you've seen some of those pictures of kids with like the planks. wooden planks on their shoulders. <laughs> you know, quite honestly, if you were just to, to look at the situation going forward, it, it can be quite anxiety producing for, for little kids. So we're going to chat about that next week and... Yeah. and what perhaps we can do and what perhaps we can look out for as parents. And yeah, we, we look forward to chatting to you next week.